Good morning. It's 11 minutes before 8 a.m. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, November 11th, 2020. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. Sitka's schools are closing down for a week after a surge in coronavirus cases in the community. Roughly one-third of Sitka's total case count in the pandemic has come since the end of October. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. The Sitka school closure runs from November 11th through the 17th. All students will take classes remotely during that time. District Superintendent John Holst says the closure is a precautionary measure because the infection doesn't appear to be spreading within school buildings. The numbers are just so big. Uh, The optics of staying open at a time when the community appears to be in a crisis uh, was just uh, was just too much. For months, even during the summer fishing season, Sitka experienced very few active cases. As of October 20th, in fact, Sitka was at a low alert level, then bumped up to moderate on October 30th and then to high on November 3rd. Basically, a continuous roll from late October that produced 32 positive cases in about two weeks. The dramatic surge has also forestalled plans to have the Baranoff Elementary School remain open come what may. Principal Jill LaCrone told the school board last week that her building was preparing to remain open even if other district buildings closed due to the extraordinary challenges of remote learning in kindergarten and first grade. Nevertheless, Baranoff is closing with an eye to reopening a day ahead of the rest of the district. Of course, if things get even worse, uh, that probably won't occur, but you know, as we're looking at the cases, Jill and her staff are are pretty much committed to, to opening on Monday, if at all possible. Thanks to strict mitigation measures, Holst doesn't believe that COVID-19 is being transmitted in the schools. He noted that each of the confirmed positive cases reported in the district so far were in the buildings for several days before their test results came back, and they did not appear to infect anyone else. Holst says this will make a difference when deciding to go back to school. But as long as their buildings are safe and staff and students are safe, staying open, staying open is a priority. I mean, that's what everyone wants to do. On several occasions, Holst has stressed to the board that closing schools has a harmful ripple effect throughout the community. He's also said that decision-making in a district is often a 60-40 proposition, with only 60% of affected people supporting a decision and 40% opposed. The data from this latest decision to close Sitka schools supports his theory. And I've been getting a lot of emails responding to the messages that I've been sending out like almost daily now. And I can tell you that there is a big split in the community. Uh, and it, it appears to me that well over a majority, that maybe 60, 70%, uh, even maybe higher of the parents want to see school open and we're disappointed that we closed. Although the closure is scheduled for just a week in most buildings, Holst says the district will want to see a downward trend in the infection rate, even if the numbers don't drop to the level specified in last summer's Smart Start plan before resuming in-person instruction. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. The city of Sitka reported another three cases of the coronavirus yesterday. All three are Sitka residents in their 20s and 30s. One man had symptoms when he took a test on November 1st. He's currently isolating in Sitka, and his case is classified as secondary, which means he had known contact with someone who tested positive for the virus. 
The other two residents took tests yesterday, and information about symptoms, isolation status, and transmission isn't yet available on the city dashboard. Until recently, active case counts in Southeast and Sitka have remained low, but Sitka has reported 37 new cases in the last two weeks, prompting places like the Fire Department and the Sitka Tribe of Alaska to close their doors to the public. Some of those cases are marked as recovered on the city dashboard, and the active case count sits at 25. The Southeast Alaska Regional Health Consortium wants to buy the former Sitka Community Hospital building. When it met last night, the Sitka Assembly discussed the request and possible next steps. Search is currently leasing the building to house its long-term care unit and provide urgent care and rehab services. According to a letter from Search CEO Charles Clement, the consortium's interest in purchasing the building is tied to plans for future expansion. Planning Director Amy Ainsley said staff needed direction from the Assembly before moving forward. The first question she asked, is the Assembly even interested in selling? We are at the very early stages, and I think what, what we're really asking is, do you even want us to go down this road? Because there's, there's going to be a lot of work, um, both from staff, both from the applicant, um, et cetera, to, to even kind of start pursuing some of these processes that have to take place. Ainsley, Ainsley said if the answer was yes, the assembly would need to decide if it wanted to seek competitive bids or not and whether to put the sale out to an advisory vote on the 2021 general election or a special election. Most assembly members, including Rebecca Hemshute, said they would need more time to think about the request. I have a lot of questions and I'm not even sure where to get the answers, so I think I need more time to even answer that fundamental question of should we sell it and... Um, I can see lots of pros and cons. So uh, do we have any formal condition of the building? City Administrator John Leach said they had the condition of the building from 2019 and an insurance appraisal from 2016, but no recent appraisal for the property value. Kevin Mosier said he'd previously been interested in the hospital as a potential new site for the Sitka Police Department, which has long expressed the need for a more modern building. But I have heard uh, that that would be a very expensive endeavor. Um, so if it, that is an ex if that is a true fact, then I'd be okay to sell it because um, as long as it's for a fair price. But According to city code, the assembly can sell property without putting out to bid if a unique property only has usefulness to one party. In her memo, Planning Director Ainsley said the exception could apply to the sale of the hospital building, but Mayor Stephen Eisenbeis said he wanted to examine that option carefully. I want to make sure that whatever path we do go down is that we do it, uh, it within, within our abilities, within the purview of the law, and that we do this as, as straightforward and above ground as possible, because this is, this is going to be a, a large issue for the community, undoubtedly. And so I, I want to make sure that we do give this the due diligence that I believe it does require. Assemblymember Tor Christensen suggested they call a special meeting to discuss Search's request and allow public comment. And Eisenbeis said he would work with the municipal clerk to schedule a meeting at a future date. Juno's Eagle Crest ski area closed early last spring when coronavirus arrived in the U.S. The city-owned ski area has an ambitious reopening plan for the season. KTOO's Adeline Baxter has more. Snow has been steadily piling up on the mountaintops. 
And while Eagle Crest opening day isn't for another month, General Manager Dave Scanlon is feeling optimistic. Some really good, strong early season seasons past sales and and sales of lesson programs. It definitely seems like uh, people are excited to be outside and getting exercise and sharing some uh, well-spaced outdoor social time with their friend groups. Last year was a record-setting snow season, but like everything else, things ground to a halt on the mountain in mid-March. Scanlon says Eagle Crest and other northern hemisphere ski areas spent the off-season watching what went on in places like New Zealand, Australia, and South America. A lot of the skiers down there were anticipating much lower demand for services, and it was actually the opposite. There was a higher demand because, again, people wanted to get outside and do something fun for their families. Eagle Crest's plan for this winter is tied to the city and borough of Juneau's COVID-19 strategy. For several weeks, Juneau has remained at its highest risk level, with significant community spread of COVID-19. If that keeps up until the start of the ski season, Eagle Crest will open in the most restrictive phase of its plan. That means masks for anyone not actively skiing or snowboarding. Lodge access would be restricted, so all rentals, lesson reservations, and food and drink orders would happen outside through service windows. You know, obviously we were all hoping that we would be seeing our infection rates going the other direction, but it seems like we're kind of holding at this uh, current level with, you know, seeing definitely some uh, community spread and significant numbers of COVID. Skiers and snowboarders are encouraged to treat their cars like the lodge, get dressed there, eat there, and if you must, socialize there. Staff will enforce social distancing between groups and mask wearing. People who don't mask up properly risk penalties, starting with a suspension of two weeks and working up to full season. To help with all the extra enforcement and mitigation this winter, Eagle Crest has a pair of budget requests headed for public hearing before the Juno Assembly later this month. One asks for $73,000 in federal CARES Act funding for tents, outdoor heaters, and propane. The other requests $160,000 in city funding to hire more staff for ski patrol and operating the chairlifts. Scanlon says that would allow people to spread out more on the mountain and create less congestion in lift lines. At a meeting in September, city manager Rory Watt pointed out that unlike pools or skating rinks, Eagle Crest can't exactly limit how many people walk through the door. And even if the lifts move to a reservation system, people will still hike up the mountain. Eagle Crest is a, a different you know, arena as it's outdoors and on a, uh, a big snow day, uh, it's going to be very difficult for Mr. Scanlon and his staff to limit the number of people at the ski area. Skiing is bound to be popular this year, especially if the snow cooperates. The new rules will be an adjustment for many people, especially when it comes to no indoor access. That was KTOO's Adeline Baxter reporting. Eagle Crest's opening day is December 5th. If the snow is good, it could open earlier. And that's all for Raven News for this hour. You can listen to or read our stories again on our website at kcaw.